I'm going uninformed. <laughs> How's it going, sexy ostrich? Great intro to an even greater song. What was it about the seventies, man? They just some of them hit really hard. Even like um, dum, bum, bum, bum. when I'm feeling high. Those songs are just so melodic. They're gorgeous. Some of them bring back the seventies, music-wise. Some of them, or maybe we're just hearing the best of the lot from that era, and the rest was crap. I, I miss it. I, I think it was some of the best music ever. Uh, you can go back. I've been going back even into the 50s and 60s and listening to stuff. Uh, it's just different today. It's not it's not made the way it was once was. There, you know, there was once an era of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. No more. Now it's teeny bopper uh, icons. Social media. Well, the commercialization of music, isn't it? And all that started in at the beginning of this century. And before then, there was folk music. People would just sing songs, and then it became commercialized. But uh, you're not far off. They have shown that these, <laughs> as time goes on, each generation is safer than the previous one, which makes us think that we're a bunch of, they're a bunch of delicate snowflakes. Every generation feels the same about the new ones. And I think it's always been that way that just less and less tough through the years. But they have shown that, you know, the current generation don't drink, don't take drugs. Hey, the uh, age of losing popping your cherry has risen. I think it's I think it's risen from like when we were kids, it was about 19. And now I think the latest stat said it's about 24, 25 because they're living at home and they're not getting drunk. Sorry, listening back the music. No, beginning of last century, 19, 1900s, not 2000s. It's, it seems to me the uh, the drug of choice today seems to be marijuana. And yeah, I don't think people are drinking as much as they used to. But I played Pinball Wizard for my oldest, if you remember that one, from The Who, about the deaf, dumb, blind kid. Uh, she had never heard it before, and uh, she loved it. So, yeah, maybe it's ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows. Anyway, what are, what, are, what are we going to talk about today? I got a lot of stuff on the scorecard. Well, I'd be quite happy to talk about music and how we all hit a point where we realize our current music is a bit shit. So then we go back in time and cherry pick the best of the eras before us and how actually, you know, the, the fact that music has become digitalized means there's no longer a stigma of listening to your parents' music because you can access it yourself. And maybe the... Uh, digitalization of music means that music is just all in a big barrel now and it's less about eras and you'll hear kids these days listen to 80s music and whereas before there would be a case of why you listen to my generation music that's old but that's a whole another podcast what do you want to talk about then buddy 
I saw I saw a really good uh, infographic the other day, and it showed the evolution of music, and it goes back from the consumption from uh, you know albums or records, uh, then the progress through uh, cassettes, and then to CDs, and then to um, digital downloads and then to now streaming services. It's quite fascinating to, to watch the evolution of it. But yeah, I think that's for another podcast. I'm gonna start off first by saying, uh, did you see your boy SBF of the FTX got arrested in the Bahamas just before he was about to testify to Congress? So that's quite interesting. They've, they're starting to silence him. I wonder if he's gonna be the next Epstein. And then, I want to talk a little bit about the Twitter files, which the mainstream media doesn't seem to be uh, covering anything that's being released right now on the censorship and the collusion between the FBI, the federal government, and Twitter. Uh, some of the data dumps have, that have come out are, are pretty scary, pretty fascinating. And then I thought we could conflate that issue so maybe the two big issues are Twitter, the releases, the Twitter files, and uh, sort of the COVID origins and what's sort of starting to come out about that too, especially with the tweet Elon put out about prosecute Fauci. Now, I know you're our resident uh, China expert. China! So um, I'm keen to hear your thoughts on the origins and everything. And then I, I've got some thoughts as well. Just three small topics then. <laughs> As for SBF, yeah, it is a silence. And maybe they're protecting him from uh, damaging himself further. But you're right. If it had gone to, um, you know, the open, open forum, then we would have got all the dirty details. Whereas arresting him was kind of silencing him, wasn't him? A lot of people were amazed that he carried on giving interviews and kept speaking when you know a lawyer would just say, "Shut the f up," because anything you say can be twisted and incriminated against you. Nobody needs any help on that. As for the Twitter feeds that continue to be released, I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? Some people have said, oh, Elon Musk is just profiteering off his uh, platform. But, you know, it's never one thing. I'm sure, yeah, he's taken it over and realized, oh, wow, actually, you know, maybe, maybe it occurred to him before. But either way, it's not the sole reason why he took Twitter over. But it is a brilliant way of publicizing his platform. God, I wonder what the engagement on it is now. But still, as you say, mainstream or commercial press just doesn't cover it. Somebody pointed out on the, you know, with everything going on the BBC on their front page, it still said something like Twitter user feels harassed. They didn't they didn't mention all of the uh the Twitter feeds coming out at all. Just didn't mention that. So it's not, and it's not a nothing burger. <laughs> that bloody phrase, put it on a t-shirt. Uh, as for the origins of COVID, well, uh, back in April 2020, there's a, there was, um, there's a couple of guys called, uh, it used to be called ADV China. It's now called The China Show, just because they concentrate on us so much. And it started off as two guys on motorbikes cruising around China and, you know, diarying it, making it into a, like a video diary because they love China. And then as they saw it change in the last 12 years under Xi Jinping and become basically, you know, from a pseudo, um, oh, what's the word? Not democracy, corporate nature, from a pseudo corporate communist 
kind of set up to what is now a dictatorship. They've continued to uh, follow it. And uh, this guy out of their team, he, he traced it back to the Wuhan labs and he did it by stringing together um, 404 pages on websites of job adverts and employees and employees that had gone missing and uh, job advertisements to study bats in the south and then work in Wuhan and the geographical location of the Wuhan lab and its proximity to the wet market and then how information disappeared very quickly. He did an amazing job of stringing it together. And I did try to get it to do the rounds. I forwarded it and I reposted it on a lot of um, YouTube channels that were questioning it because this guy really wrapped it up. And to the point where I'm still amazed that people um, don't. I, I suppose if you see these things, as, I don't know what possesses somebody not to look at um, the evidence of Fauci's involvement and funding and connection. And uh, I think he even played a part in, in choosing the people who would investigate the lab. How can you not look at all of this and at least start to question it, but instead say, no, I believe, you know, I, I believe it's just, and then throw it into the conspiracy theory box. Why not question it at least a little bit? Yeah, I, I can I can believe that theory. Um, you'll have to forward me the video so I can watch it. Um, I remember questioning it at the outbreak as well and being called a conspiracy theorist by my uh, family members. That's why I wanted to conflate the two issues of what Elon is actually uh, dumping and how these sort of you know it's almost like uh we've got some sociopaths and narcissists who are running these institutions uh the cdc who wef rockefeller foundations and they're sort of steering them to their demise with the sort of maligned actors that they are and uh you know, no one's going to trust them going forward after all this. It's some sort of, it's some sort of mix between like neo feudalism and autocracy, where you're not allowed to question the narrative, and if you do, you're sort of ostracized. And they've been able to control the narrative for so long. I think this is why they're out to get Elon, is because they can't. Uh, control the narrative any longer through all their censorship. I mean, if you look at Fauci, his uh, investment in gain of function, the government's coordination with NIH, EcoHealth Alliance. Uh, I think I think your guy's probably right. That's why I wanted to ask you about the sort of China connection, the Wuhan lab, and what your thoughts were on it, because it's looking more and more likely that this thing originated from a lab um so I'll, I'll pause there for a minute and then i got a couple other things to say yeah well in a nutshell check out the link the guy laoy 86 on adv china you know he, he got he had the help of some techies and all the rest of it and he showed that in the summer of 2019 they were advertising for the wuhan lab was advertising to people to join them to travel to the south of china where bats carried the sars virus to study that and of course they bring those viruses back to their lab in wuhan and then there were adverts for we've got this new virus come and study it and then when everything went off the rails these these adverts and these web pages get deleted but their directories still point to them 
So they do, it, there's proof that they did exist. And although you can't access them anymore, the directories and even, um, even the directory of the people working on the project, you could see that there was an empty container there for the people who disappeared from, from all this. And then you look at the maps and all the rest of it. It's a fantastic read. I'll put it out. And <clears throat> I'm not sure, has Twitter yet released anything about Fauci? <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty... It was a pretty brave uh, move from Elon Musk, wasn't it? My pronouns are, what is it? Prosecute Fauci? Sorry, prosecute slash Fauci. Has he released anything yet, or are we still waiting on that? Okay, <clears throat> well, maybe you can put it up on our Twitter Twitter feed so I can watch it. Um, I don't think Elon has released anything just yet, but what he has done is he's brought back a lot of people so as an example, he brought back um, Robert Malone, who is sort of the inventor of the sort of mRNA vaccine, who Twitter silenced when he was questioning all this stuff, saying, look, these vaccines are leaky. This is not the way it was supposed to be implemented. It doesn't do this stuff. So he's brought him back. There's another guy, Brett Weinstein or Weinstein. I don't want to mispronounce his last name because I don't want him to be associated with Harvey uh, Weinstein. Uh, he's got a good podcast called The Dark Horse. And uh, he's, a, I think, a biologist by trade. And he had Malone on very early to discuss all this and how none of it made any sense. And then, of course, YouTube stepped in and censored him. And so I think what Elon's doing through these, I think he knows more. It's sort of like a slow roll and he's getting out ahead of the press and he's probably going to do a big data dump on how the government in coordination with Fauci looked to uh, silence all these uh, scientists who are arguing with Fauci saying, look, your lockdowns are wrong. Your policies are wrong. Masks don't work. You know, it's not a vaccine if you have to have six boosters afterwards. And so the government and Fauci, the CDC, NIH, they've all sort of ob tried to obfuscate or build a narrative, sort of like what they did with the Tuskegee experiments back in the day. And you've got some other people coming out, like uh, Jeffrey Sachs, the Columbia University guy who did the Lancet review, showing how there are all these cover-ups. And uh, I think that's sort of what Musk is, is doing right now. But I don't think he's released anything just yet. I think they're still getting through just how corrupt the media is. And we don't even have to go into, you know, how they smeared Joe Rogan, the ivermectin, uh, the horse paste. You know, he had that CNN doctor, Sanjay Gupta, on a show. And he, uh, he made him... Uh, look really bad but there's just a lot of cover-ups going on and i think elon is exposing a lot of this stuff which i think is great yeah of all those i expect silencing the scientists will be the one which people will catch on to best you know i'm wondering how how change is actually going to be implemented is it going to be by public outrage and more and more people talking about it and then writing to in the UK MPs or senators in the US. Is it going to be um, the mass of voices and the powerful joining them and saying we need to investigate this? If it is, and I think it'll be the silencing of other scientists.
that will be the linchpin to it because it was amazing how it, throughout governments would just say follow we're following the science and a lot of people took that oh well if they're following the science science is fact or science is solid but as we're finding yeah but there are opposing views and it goes the same with uh, climate change as well doesn't it if there are opposing views then you uh, you i think people will gain a more a better appreciation of the how, how the way that statistics can be chosen and twisted or in this case just outwardly silenced and i think a lot of people will see how bad that is and start calling for change i hope so anyhow as in yeah i hope they i hope people take a, another look at what science actually means and then it isn't a thing and it isn't a doctrine and it isn't a set of truth it's just a process by which you evaluate a situation and then change your minds but the in order to change people's minds you have to be able to consider everything i think <clears throat> i think you hit the nail on the head there i mean if science is the new religion boy they got to do a lot better um, I think this is an international tragedy. I think it most likely came from a lab. I think we need some reform. Um, if these guys are ever to be trusted again, I mean, it's almost like a combination of science and state uh, oligopolies coming together. Uh, one of the things I saw recently, too, was, is it the G7 or the G20, where they... Uh, said, Ooh, well, the WHO, uh, they should agree to give power, to control travel, uh, force vaccine mandates, um, you know, as, as a way of giving unelected power to these, to these people to sort of control the world. And I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that Fauci did, uh, and the U.S. government did fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan uh, lab. And I think that's all going to come out. And uh, you're starting to see stuff in America, too, with Boston University have developed a version of the Omicron virus. So I just, you know, it's just one of those things. I think there's a lot to unravel here. And uh, once again, it's a big rabbit hole to go down. But hopefully Elon is going to break the mold and uh, share all this with us but i 100 percent agree with you of um yeah silencing of the scientists uh, that oppose you or question your hypothesis uh, that's not a good step forward for any of us yeah agree completely you can't limit the sort of the raw source material from the outset or else we're all doomed i got a tune for you Here's some beatbox, but not any old beatbox, not the crap you used to hear in the playground when you were a kid. Here's beatbox championships. Got your ears around this. <laughs> Oh, my God. 